Hello and welcome to episode five of the USFL show. We'll be covering all the top action in the USFL, fan-controlled football, and Canadian football leagues. We'll start in the USFL week seven. The New Jersey Generals beat the Tampa Bay Bandits 20 to 13. So the scoring started out third and eight. Luis Perez, a 15-yard touchdown pass to Gavante Turpin to make it 7-0. Then... That was with five minutes left. With 1.30 left in the first quarter on fourth and three, Jordan Tamley would complete a 32-yard pass. They would go on to kick a 34-yard field goal to make it seven to three with uh, a few seconds into the second quarter. First and goal halfway through the second quarter, Victor, uh, Devontae Victor rushed for a six-yard touchdown, 14 to three, New Jersey. Um, seconds later, Jordan Tamu's pass was intercepted, um, and the Generals still take over at the Tampa 35. There was a missed 52-yard field goal by the Generals. Tampa would fail to convert on a fourth and two, and then with the two-minute warning in the second quarter, Jones uh, for the Generals kicked a 35-yard field goal, making it 17-3. to Jordan Tamu would throw another interception, um, and the Generals would take over at the 21-yard line. Um, that was to end the half. And then to start the half, 12 minutes into the third quarter, Jordan Tamu would throw his third interception of the day, and the Generals would take over at the 39. Uh, Tampa Bay would score a 37-yard field goal with seconds left in the third quarter. Then New Jersey would add on a field goal of their own at 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Jordan Tammy would throw a 20-yard touchdown to John Franklin, third with 10 minutes left in the game. And then um, the Bandits would fail to convert on fourth down two times uh, in the closing moments of the game, and that would lead to the Generals' 20-13 to victory. Looking at the box score, Perez was 19 for 25, 76 completion percentage, 173 yards, one touchdown, no picks, 107 QBR. Victor rushed for 72 yards on 14 attempts. Their leading receiver was Moore with 69 yards on four receptions. Moving to the Bandits, Jordan Tamu, completions percentage of 45. 17 for 37, one touchdown, three interceptions, 42.3 QBR. Washington was the lead runner, eight attempts for 41 yards. And then um, their leading receiver was Palpy with four receptions, 68 yards on six targets. All right, moving on to game two, which was the New Orleans Breakers. Versus Michigan Panthers, Breakers would win 31 to 27. Um, with nine minutes in the first quarter, Jamal Adams' um, fumble was recovered by Michigan. On fourth and goal, Michigan kicked a field goal with six minutes in the first quarter. Um, for the Breakers, Smith passed for a three yard touchdown with 12 minutes in the second quarter to lead seven to three. Josh Love, uh, Michigan's quarterback, rushed for two yards, uh, two-yard touchdown. Uh, that was to convert the fourth down, actually, with um, 
10 minutes left in the second quarter. Um, the Panthers would fail to convert another fourth down on that drive. Michigan would uh, add another field goal with two minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, with one minute left in the second quarter, Kyle Solder passed to Adams for five-yard touchdown. That would make them go up 14-6. to six. Michigan would hit a 60-yard field goal to make it 14-9 right as the half expired. Ten minutes in the third quarter, Breakers would add a field goal of their own, making it 17-9. Michigan would add another field goal, making it 17-12 late in the third quarter. Um, with early in the fourth quarter, Scott the third rushed for one yard touchdown. That would be Michigan took the lead 20 to 17. New Orleans Kyle Solder passed to Jones for 33 yard touchdown with 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. New Orleans would retake the lead 24 to 20. Uh, Cameron Scarlett rushed for a one yard touchdown for Michigan. Um, they would take the lead with 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, 27-24. Michigan's kicker would miss a field goal with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then with uh, as the time expired, um, the New Orleans kicker would tie it up, making it 27-all and making this the USFL's first overtime game, which was is um, a shootout, which is um, each team has a chance to convert three two-point conversions to uh, see who wins. And then if they would all, if they both make all three, then they just go, it'd be sudden death. Um, Michigan's first OT attempt was a Josh Love rush. That failed. Um, Kyle Soldier passed it to Jones for, for a successful two. Um, Michigan this time would have a Josh Love pass, which was incomplete. And then New Orleans would win the game on a Kyle Soldier scramble. Um, in the end zone to win 31 to 27. Looking at the box score of that game for the Breakers, Kyle Solder, 15 to 24, 62 completion percentage, 181 yards, two touchdowns, QBR of 113.4. Smith was 5 of 8, 62.5, the exact same. Completion percentage, 46 yards, one touchdown, 117.7 QBR. Rushing, the Legion rusher was Ellis with 42 yards on seven attempts. Receiving, their leader was Dixon with three receptions of 44 yards on five targets. Camila had a touchdown, Jones had a touchdown, and Adams had a touchdown uh, for the Breakers. For the Panthers, Josh Love, 18 to 37, 167 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, 62 QBR. Walker um, for... The Panthers threw one pass for six yards, 91 QBR. <laughs> Rushing for the Panthers, Corbin had 108 yards on 13 attempts. Scarlett had one touchdown. Scott the third had another touchdown. Receiving Lance Lenore with 47 yards on three receptions led for the Panthers. Moving on to the penultimate game, Birmingham Stallions beat the Pittsburgh Maulers 26-16. Stallions are 7-0. Maulers went to 1-6. and six. Start off the scoring, halfway through the first quarter, Birmingham kicked the field up 3-0. Pittsburgh got a four-yard rushing touchdown by London, Madre London, a seven-yard 
saw that they would go up seven to three. Vadley's fumble with uh, 12 minutes left in the second quarter. That was picked up by the Stallions at their six. Pittsburgh would add a field goal halfway through the second quarter to go up 10 to three. Birmingham would add a field goal of their own to make it 10 to six with two minutes left in the second quarter. The third quarter, Brian Holly rushed for a 52 yard touchdown. Stallions go up 13 10. Uh, Jamar Smith's pass was intercepted um, by the Maulers, who returned it 36 yards to take over at the Birmingham 21. They would add a field goal to tie it at 13 performance in the third quarter. Birmingham would take the lead on a, uh, with the waning seconds of the third quarter on a field goal themselves, going up 16-13. Marble, the running back, rushed for a touchdown from five yards out with halfway through the fourth quarter to go up 23-13. Pittsburgh would add a 58-yard field goal to go up 23 to, uh, to, to add to their scoring. They would be st- still down 23-16. Roland Rivers uh, failed a fourth down conversion with three minutes left. Um, Birmingham would add a last field goal with um, from 45 yards with two minutes left. And uh, Rivers would fail to convert a fourth down for the Maulers. And Maulers had a missed field goal with uh, less than a minute left, leading to the Stallions 26-16 victory. Looking at the box scores, for the Stallion, Smith was 9 for 24, 138 yards, 37 completion percentage, 39 QBR. He had one interception. Bo Scarborough had 100 yards rushing on 27 attempts. Holly had one rush for 52 yards, and he had a touchdown. Uh, that was a fake punt, actually, that went all the way for a touchdown. The receiving, Bolden Jr. had one catch for 53. Three yards, that was their leading receiver. Moving to the Maulers, Vadley was 6 of 14, 58 yards. No touchdowns, no picks, 55 QPR. Roland Rivers with 3 of 9, 33 completion percentage, 25 yards, 42.4 QPR. London was the leading receiver, or leading rusher, 18 attempts, 99 yards and one touchdown. Their leading receiver was Daniel, two receptions, 21 yards. Gaither had two receptions, 19 yards as well. Moving on to the penultimate game of the week, Philadelphia Stars versus Houston Gamblers. Stars would win 35-24 to move to 4-3. Gamblers would move to 1-6. and six. Houston started out the scoring with a pick six by Devontae Payne for a 39-yard return to make it 7-0. Clayton Thurston rushed for three yards to convert a fourth down with 10 minutes in the first quarter. That would lead to a field goal. Houston went up 10-0. Philly tacked on a field goal to get on the board with 39 seconds left in the first. They thought tack on another field goal, 11 minutes in the second quarter. Marvin Thompson for the Gamblers. Uh, they converted a fourth down halfway through the second quarter. Malvin Corbin, the second, rushed for a four-yard touchdown to make it 13-10 Philly. Two minutes left in the second quarter. Clayson Thorson's fumble for the Gamblers um, with one minute 30 in the second quarter. Uh, that was recovered on 
by the Stars on the Philly 33. But Corcus is, um, Corbin Corcus's pass was intercepted by Devontae Payne, who returned it 14 yards, uh, like immediately the first play. Um, that would leave to a, um, a Bahar touchdown pass to Barnes. That was a six yard touchdown. Houston would go up 17 13. Malvin Thompson would add a nine yard rushing touchdown to make it 24 13 Houston within the third quarter with 6.35 left. Devontae Holland <coughs> failed to convert a fourth down. Third quarter, um, four minutes left on the Houston 42. Corcus is passed to Shuel for a 39, tu- 39 yard touchdown to make it 20 to 24. Houston was up by four still. A missed field goal by Vogel for Houston. Philly would add a Devontae Holland touchdown from three yards out to take the lead 27 to 24 with seven minutes left in the first quarter. Bahar's pass was intercepted um, with 6.20 left. Um, Stars would take over on Houston's 35. Fourth and goal, they added a field goal, 33 yards out, to make it 30 to 24 with 225 left in the game. Bahar would fumble, and the Stars would take over on the 34-yard line. And on the final play of the game, he was uh, Houston's Bahar was sacked in the end zone for a safety. Philly leading to Philly winning 35 to 24. Looking at the box score, Corcus for the Stars, 21 to 37, 67.7 completion percentage, 163 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, 64.3 QBR. Corbin, the second rushing was 22 attempts, 81 yards, one touchdown. Holland also had a touchdown as well and rushed six attempts to 43 yards. Receiving Sewell had six. Reception, 69 yards and a touchdown. Um, and that was it for them. Moving on to the Gamblers, their quarterback, Barhar, 10 of 13, 76.9 completion percentage, 101 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Thompson, um, we'll look at Clayton Thorson's stats real quick too before we get to the rushing. Eight of two is eight of 12. 66.7 completion percentage, 70 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, 81.9 QBR. For rushing Thompson, 13 attempts, 47 yards, one touchdown. And for the receiving, Redding led with four receptions for 58 yards. Barnes had three receptions, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Moving on to USFL standings going into week eight. Generals are 7-1, and one, Stars 4-3. and three. Panthers one and six, Mallers one and seven for the North Division. The South Stallions are seven and zero, oh, Breakers five and two, Bandits three and four, Gamblers are last at one and six. In wrapping up the USFL, we'll take a look at their playoff picture. New Jersey Generals have clinched the North Division at six and one. Birmingham Stallions clinched the South at seven and zero. Oh. They'll both make the playoffs for. Playoff scenarios in week eight, the Stars can clinch with a win over the Panthers. Michigan Panthers will be eliminated if they lose to the Stars. Mars will be eliminated with a loss to the Generals or if the Stars win over the Panthers. Breakers can clinch with a win against Birmingham Stallions on Sunday and a Tampa Bandits loss. Tampa will be eliminated with a loss to the Houston Generals on Sunday and a New Orleans Breakers win.
All right. All right, moving on to the final week of fan-controlled football, final week of the regular season, that is, on May 28th. The Kingpins beat Board AFC Knights 24-20 to to move to 3-4. and four. Apes are 5-2. and two. Glacier Boys beat Should Have Been Stars to move to 3-4. and four. Stars are 4-3. and three. Aoki beat Knights um, to go 4-3. and three. Knights fell to 4-3. and three. Zappers got their third win in a row, moving to 3-4 and four, to 2-5. and five. Zappers would beat Glacier Boys in the playoff shootout to advance to the playoffs, making this week's playoff matches Aoki versus the Board Apes FC and, uh, as a semifinal, and the other semifinal is Schlibben Stars versus the Zappers. Moving on to the Canadian Football League. Week two preseason scores. Winnipeg beat Saskatchewan 25-16. Ottawa lost to Montreal at the last second, 27-26. Toronto beat Hamilton 18-17. Calgary stomped Edmonton 37-7. BC beat Saskatchewan last night 20-18. Their week one games start this Thursday. It's Montreal at Calgary, Ottawa at Winnipeg, and Hamilton at Saskatchewan and Edmonton at BC. Right. Wrapping this USFL show up, we will go into my predictions for the week. Start with the USFL. I have the New Jersey Generals over the Pittsburgh Maulers. I have the Birmingham Stallions staying undefeated against the Breakers. I have Philadelphia Stars over Michigan Panthers. And I have Tampa Bay Bandits over Houston Gamblers. For the playoffs... Uh, for fan-controlled football, like I said, for fan-controlled football, the semifinals, I have Bordeaux FC beating Aoke to move to the championship game. And I have Zappers for their fourth run in a row, upsetting, minor upset against Should Have Been Stars to move to for the championship game. My prediction is Bordeaux FC versus the Zappers. And my week one Canadian football um Predictions will be Calgary over Montreal, Winnipeg over Ottawa, Hamilton over Saskatchewan, and BC versus Edmonton. That about wraps up episode five of the USFL show. And we hope you enjoyed all the spring football this week.